1: Since 1983,
0: Eddie Trunk has
1: been the voice for fans of rock, hard rock, and heavy metal. A best-selling author, host of TV's That Metal Show, and seven national radio shows, including Trunk Nation, daily on Sirius XM. Interesting. Eddie offers the world his news-making interviews, passionate analysis, honest commentary, and who knows what else. So welcome
2: to the Eddie Trunk Podcast. by now you know or should certainly know is new each and every Thursday podcast com, apple podcast spotify or wherever you get your podcast thank you for checking it out subscribing listening streaming and uh welcome to our newest outlet for this podcast and that would be spotify you do not need to be A uh, subscriber to Spotify, apparently, to hear the podcast. It remains free there as well. So multiple ways to access, and thank you for doing so and listening each and every week. As uh, I'm coming to you on this Thursday, having just gotten off the Monsters of Rock cruise, I'd love to tell you how it is, but uh, in full disclosure, I'm recording this open prior to boarding the cruise. So I could make it up and tell you all about it. Having not done it yet at the time you're hearing this, but I don't like to operate in smoke and mirrors. So all I can tell you is it was probably pretty good because it's good every year. And this is the 10th one that just happened. And uh, I'm honored to host it every year. And I'll tell you all about it on next week's podcast, but because I was going to be at sea most of this week, I obviously had to record this open for you prior to getting on the ship. But in the timeline of things, I'll have just gotten off of it on this post day of Thursday, if that is the day you are indeed listening. So, hope everybody had a great week, and we will get to our interview, which is coming up here in a matter of minutes. And it is an interview with a super group of sorts that, like all of my interviews here on this podcast, originated on my Serious XM show, Trunk Nation. Heard on Volume Channel 106 each and every day, live 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time, replaying 10 to midnight Eastern, and anytime you want on the Sirius XM app. So there's a lot of stuff going on in the world of rock. There's a lot of concerts, a lot of things being announced all the time, and we cover it and I cover it daily on Trunk Nation and talk about it with you live and bring you guests and news and all that stuff. If you're in the U S and Canada, I certainly hope you are joining me on volume each and every day. And if you're not, please become a subscriber and do so outside of the U S and Canada. Well, of course, Sirius XM is not available. So good to give you a little taste of what I'm doing on a daily basis on my radio show here on the Eddie trunk podcast. Remember you can always connect with me on social media at Eddie trunk, Twitter, where I am most active, Instagram, fan page on Facebook, eddytrunk.com, the official online home. Now, I'm just getting off the cruise, probably around the time you're hearing this, flying back to New Jersey from Florida, but I will not be home for long because I'm getting ready to head to the West Coast and getting ready to spend some time in both L.A. and Tulsa. Kind of an L.A. trip with Tulsa in the middle of it. I'll start in Los Angeles the 18th and the 19th and the 20th. The 20th, I'll host the Dio Cancer Fund latest event at Avalon in L.A., remembering Ronnie James Dio 10 years after his passing. And then I'll head over to Tulsa, where I will host Buck Cherry at the IDL Ballroom on the 22nd of February, and then go back to L.A. and get ready for the next Trunk Nation L.A. Invasion which is my monthly broadcast from the patio of the Rainbow Bar and Grill. And the next one is February 25th. The usual deal, if you're in Southern California, totally free to attend. Doesn't cost you a penny, no list, no ticket needed. Just come on down, and I'll be there on the patio 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific time on the 25th. That's a Tuesday night. My guest, one of them, has been announced as Alter Bridge, who are playing in L.A. the previous night. Miles Kennedy, Mark Tremonti from Alter Bridge on the set, on the show, on the stage, on the patio with me at the Rainbow on the 25th. We'll have a second guest as well to be announced when we get a little bit closer. Hope to see everybody. And, of course, you can, if you're outside of L.A., you can hear all the action live as it happens. Just tune in to Volume, Channel 106, 7 to 9 Pacific, 10 to midnight Eastern on the 25th. And if you can't listen that late or you are unable to listen in that window... The good news is audio and video of the show go on demand on the SiriusXM app. And the following day, the entire show rebroadcasts in the usual 2 to 4 Eastern live window. So another way for you to hear the show, if you miss it on what is normally our replay window, that's the time that we go live when we work from the rainbow and do that monthly show. Looking forward to spending some time with Miles and Mark. Huge fan of Alter Bridge. Uh, good friends, both of them, and also looking forward to seeing them play the night before at the Will Turn on the 24th, which should be awesome as they continue their tour in support of their latest album, Walk the Sky. So busy February schedule as usual, and uh, that's what's going on. Our interview, as I mentioned, happened in the LA studios of Sirius XM a few weeks ago, and it's with all five members of the band Sons of Apollo which features, if you are unfamiliar with that lineup and who that band is, that would be Billy Sheehan on bass, Bumblefoot on guitar, Derek Sherinian on keys, Mike Portnoy on drums, and Jeff Scott Soto on vocals. Now, of course, Portnoy was on this radio show, or I'm sorry, this podcast a week or two ago to talk about and celebrate Neil Peart. A few weeks ago, if you're a regular listener of the podcast, you know that I played for you over the course of two podcasts, my interviews with artists celebrating and remembering Neil Peart, one of them being Mike Portnoy. The interview that day with Portnoy was originally supposed to be about Sons of Apollo, and then the tragic sad news came about Neil's passing, so obviously we spent the time together talking about and remembering Neil Peart. And the good news was that about a week and a half later, it turned out that both Mike and I were in L.A. at the same time, so I was able to not only get him, but the other four members of Sons of Apollo all in the studio together to talk about their new album 2020, which is now out and released. So this is a lot of fun. All five guys, a busy, busy full room. (laughs) You'll hear from all of them through the course of the conversation, and that is what I have for you on this week's podcast. So, you know the social media by now. I just mentioned it. Make sure you keep up with all the stuff going on. And uh, let's get to it. Without further ado, coming up right after this, Sons of Apollo, who are currently out on tour in studio on this week's Eddie Trunk podcast. The Eddie Trunk podcast. Hey, if you are a Survivor fan, then you got to check out Rob has a podcast hosted by Survivor competitor Rob Sesternino. Every week he'll be recapping the upcoming season of Survivor so you don't miss any of the action. Plus, Rob is celebrating his 10th year of podcasting, so you know he's a total pro. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Podcast One, and many of your favorite podcast listening apps
0: this is the
2: Eddie trunk podcast all right the Eddie trunk podcast is up and running for another week as I mentioned my guests are the members of sons of Apollo all four all five members of the band. This took place in my Sirius XM studio when I was in L.A. last month, talking about the band's new album, 2020, and much more. Again, Sons of Apollo R, Billy Sheehan, Mike Portnoy, Derek Shirini, and Jeff Scott Soto, and Bumblefoot, all good friends. A good time here, for sure. Hope you guys enjoy the conversation. Glad to be able to bring it to you now on the Eddie Trunk Podcast. <laughs> let me go around the horn. It's really starting, nice, nice looking mic. Nice. Let me go around the horn, starting uh, from my left. My good buddy, Mr. Mike Portnoy.
3: Great googly moogly.
2: Who's where his his current beard color is a shade of teal. Would that is be it? accurate? I don't know. Is it's it about that, a teal. It, it
3: goes through all different shades teal throughout the week. Do you
2: change colors depending upon what band you're playing <laughs> with? <laughs> You know like Kiss had chameleon the four beard. colors of the solar right. records? Yeah, yeah. When I'm in flying colors, it's orange. When I'm in sun, it's teal. No, it's like, a, it's
4: like a chameleon. Like whatever the walls are, <laughs> everything, it's like it changes to it that color. It does match the
2: wall, bubble. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was
4: It was purple in the other room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: God. Next to him on the keyboards, the great Derek Sherinian. Good What's, to see you. Always
0: great seeing you, Ed. You
2: too, man. And straight ahead, mm. he says he has a major Ooh. announcement on this show. I really? do. Bumblefoot, ladies and gentlemen, yes. Bumble. Would you like? Let me introduce everybody else, and we'll go right to you for your big breaking news. I don't even know what it is. No, he said it's nobody really not knows. That in the big. Room. I'm just screwing you. He's, le- he's <laughs> leaving
3: the band before the tour starts. I already did
4: that. He's going to go play drums in <laughs> <and>
2: Aerosmith. <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, dude, <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're going to get there. Hold on, Jeff Scott Soto over here. I am the a <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> he the I am other King. The other day, we're, myself, he's Mike, and gay. Jeff were watching football at Richie Cotton's house. Mike Piazza calls me was awesome. I hand him the phone oh, and you guys took turns singing I am a viking <laughs> oh, and I'll see the light tonight over the telephone That sounds really like my, my, uh, my singing that
3: song <laughs> My text tone from Jeff is the uh, the opening yeah! i no! will well, see the tonight. Oh, is it? Yeah.
2: Remember what that party we went to at Sebastian Box too? Oh, my God. And the whole time he's singing <laughs> I Am a Viking to you an inch from your face? That's a- Classic.
1: <laughs> I will just oh, my face with saliva. Yeah.
2: And on the la- last but Who's certainly saliva? not least, on the bass, and a lot of times the double neck bass in this band, Mr. Billy Sheehan. My chiropractor loves that bass. Yeah, yeah does that <laughs> yeah. thing weigh a ton or it what? It does. It weighs a ton. Now, I noticed in one of the videos you're actually just playing a single neck.
5: Yeah, that's an extra long scales so to the low note but we don't want to bother with those details but uh
2: kind of does the same thing.
3: Billy, Billy and, and Bumblefoot have the double necks, I have the double chin.
2: <laughs> 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 Which is the reason you got the beard. Exactly. Yeah. Be it to it. <laughs> it's a good idea. It's a cloaking device. <laughs> I need to grow one of those. Uh, Bumble's got an interesting Bumble, your 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 wow. chin uh My chin. your your chin beard chin is always enjoyment. interesting. Yeah. That's that's a good length for you. That's it's That's, a, that's, a, <laughs> that's what she said. It's waiting for that. What's the big announcement? You said you had uh, an announcement Well, not really. I
4: just wanted to tell you about all you guys. I wanted to share something that's very close to my heart, something very special that I've been involved with for a while. Now, I think you will all appreciate this as we all travel a lot. Um,
2: Billy's getting nervous. I can yeah. see him, like, twitching. No,
4: yeah. No, it's really not a big deal. But um, you know how we basically live in hotel rooms a lot of the time mm. and how uh, very often the uh, – the triangle on the toilet paper, the way it's folded, is not always a very good triangle. <laughs> um,
2: I feel like this is a Shark Tank moment. Like, he's, gonna, well, he's got a product. No, but it's at, a hex,
4: He's got so, a hexagon well, shape. What, what happened was, you Little know, I would, I would take pictures of the triangles and just, like, send them to friends and family and just, like, you believe this F and S, you know, is, like... The, the you can say all that, it, by the way. You
2: can say fucking shit. Okay. It's yeah. a new do, coffee table book.
4: Well, I, actually, I write F and S. Okay. And, F and S. Uh, Effinessence. Effinessence. <laughs> yes. There you go. So, you know, and then they would send me pictures. And finally, I realized that, that I just felt like I had this civil, moral, ethical duty to kind of just bring this into the world light. Uh, so, everybody listening or watching, I'd like you to uh, take out your laptops or your phones, and I want you to type in tpfail.com. T-P-Fail, TP fail, F-A-I-L. Yes, and what I did is I started uh, a website Jeez. that exposes uh, all the <laughs> oh the God. toilet paper triangles around... Thank goodness somebody's on the case. <laughs> <laughs> <And they actually laughs> so basically what I do is uh, I take a picture of the, the <laughs> triangle, I point out what is good, what is bad, and I give it a rating. Wow. And I have
2: How many do you have up there right now? About 12. tpfail.com. Yeah,
4: actually I started this... Last year, but I've just kept it to myself. When you're at home,
3: does the toilet paper go above or below? Like o- over the top or under under the bottom? It
4: should never go never never under go the bottom. bottom. I like it under the Same. bottom. No. no. I oh. in hotels are, are always over the top. It must on. be over well, the top. You're a fucking monster. Now, Ron, <laughs> <laughs> I
0: thought we lived in a civilized country. What is you, this? Are you talking about like where they fold it, but then there's like a little sticker? Like If you go into the high end hotels, the triangle has a sticker. As
4: long as the edges have a very fine edge. There's No, um, are you looking for or symmetry or the there fold? There has to be symmetry. There can't be. It can't go. Okay, off guys, the thanks wall. for coming in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to say how long do <laughs> you <laughs> have. It's a fine point. Forget about that new about <laughs> record of record. Of Fucking <laughs> God! For the love of fucking God, you should never see any underfold. Hold on, but please go to tpfail.com. I just did. We just got it's on a, the it's phone. It's a beautiful website. I made well, it myself. This is the
2: headline. This website is for exposing poorly folded toilet paper triangles in hotel rooms. <laughs> he actually, this is real. Yeah so
4: and I tried to make it look like one of those old like 1996 angel fire Too much websites. Time
2: on my hands
4: 16 yeah. hour <laughs> flights things like that Jesus. and I'm very quick with HTML so uh, all right yeah. so
2: let me ask you guys this before <laughs> right. we talk some sons of Apollo we were talking about this before we got on the air big news just as you uh, just as we started today that, that Joey Kramer is actually suing the other guys in Aerosmith because they're not allowing him I think is ridiculous play
3: ridiculous so where's what, the loyalty
2: so and uh, Billy, you brought up a good point. You guys had an issue like this with Mr. Big with Pat Torpy because we certainly did. he was dealing with Parkinson's. And, yes, and the way you handled it was including him.
5: Yeah, we had talk him. about that. Yeah, we had him on tour. He couldn't. He could play maybe a couple songs, and so we brought another drummer, along Matt Starr, to play that, that do the heavy lifting in the set. But Pat could still sing, and so we had him on the side of the stage or on the side next to the drums, behind a little percussion thing, so he could sing all his parts and we just didn't feel the band is the band without the original members yeah. You know, unfortunately sometimes you gotta replace some somebody for for some reason or whatever but I, I just as a fan whenever a band would change a member it always, was never the same for me no matter what band it was growing up and there's so bands I was into they changed one guy it's not the same anymore so we, we it was important for us to be loyal to our drummer yes. and uh, our friend who was with us for 30 years so I think it's a that's that's the way I look at it. I know not everyone's the same, and Mr. Big is an Aerosmith by by a long shot, but still, nevertheless, uh, I think Aerosmith has more uh, uh, wherewithal, m- way more cash to be able to 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 be able to yeah. <laughs> include him. Yeah. have him fly out and at least get up yeah. for a
2: couple songs or something.
3: Yes, does the same. Like Alan White can't yeah. play a whole set, but he comes out for a few songs, and they have another Doesn't drummer imagine. carrying the show. Yeah.
2: Okay, well, let me ask you this: the last thing on this, because we got to talk about the record and the band and all that, but. Let me ask you, let me turn this to this way, just plain devil's advocate. So say the guy in this, or whatever the drummer is, is, is struggling, and you got a major TV live event like the Grammys, and the drummer doesn't want to share the moment or come off like that or stand there or not, and you're a musician with your ass on the line with that, you go for it, and if it's a train wreck, it's a train wreck, or... Then does that? Well, because I got a feeling that's where this is. Yeah, kind of... You, uh, you've
3: seen them recently. I, 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 Joey seemed maybe he's not the way he was when he was in his twenties and thirties. But he seemed like he was pulling his weight.
2: I mean, he hasn't played in a while. But it's been you, a few you, months. We've
3: seen this with Bill Ward not being allowed to do the Sabbath tour and Peter Chris not, you know, not being right. able to do a Kiss tour. So yeah, there's something to be said if somebody physically can't do it. But I think Joey's saying that he he can to get through
2: a song or two. You yeah. find
3: that one song you can crush it. That's that's the. And that's that's all Aerosmith is going to do if they have a big event. They're going to do "Walk This Way" or "Dream On" or whatever. You you mean to tell me Joey can't play that? Exactly. I mean, there's got to be loyalty. I I think there's something to be said for loyalty to an original member.
4: Nothing is as simple as it seems from the outside when it's not your life. We don't know. There's there's so many more parameters to any situation. So we can't judge. We can't comment. We can't. Uh, we don't know. That's true. So That's, true. That's what I said to, earlier. Yeah. Right. Indiana, so whatever's Indiana, going on with right, them, we not. just have to wish that that... They work it out in the best way. Yeah. That's yeah. all.
3: Ron's yeah. got incredible wisdom, whether it be toilet paper or humanity.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or band drama. Yeah. yeah. They're one in the Ron, same. And- <laughs> Bumble, are you the counsel Would you say you're the counselor in Sons of Apollo? Do people come to you? You've got five guys in this band, yourself included. I'm
4: the youngest guy in the band, and I'm probably the most crotchety. The one that's like, <laughs> it's too loud. I mean, even last last night, I was like, I was ready to walk out of rehearsal because it was too loud for me. I'm, I'm not kidding. It's like, you no,
0: know, we got to lower down. We gotta and lower our, down. And our tour manager, that's doing the uh, the front of house, says, "Derek, it really wasn't that loud last night. He should hear what Ted Nugent sounds like." <laughs>
2: well, well, it's funny you bring that up because Mike, what did I say to you the other day when I asked you who was doing front of house for you, and that you told Frank me Mix is very loud, and he's I so said loud. Frank Mix is loud. I yeah. said you guys are going to be loud in every venue. So I actually, well, I this band know... is
3: already so loud. I mean, Derek is like you know he's uh, proud to be the ingre of keyboards, proud to be loud. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that's like. You know, badge, badge of, of honor. honor for him.
5: <laughs> oh my god.
3: Yeah.
2: So second album is out, came out on Friday. Congrats. 2020, Thank you. 2020 Thank you, is out there and uh loved the first record, love what I've heard of this record. Already three videos from it that are out so people have had a chance to sample it. But going into this and I, and I've read other interviews you guys have done and Michael, I guess we'll start with you and go around the horn. The idea was the first record was so well received, it, it laid such a great footprint for the band. To kind of continue down that line. No, no, you don't have Bumble rapping or anything on this, it's pretty much staying in the same lane <laughs> I mean, for the they most could. part. They tried to get a rap on the first, remember, on the, the oh, yeah. first oh, record, that's- it was Labyrinth. like
0: this rap thing, and then we were like sitting with it. and I go, Wait a minute, we don't need this shuck and jive Actually, stuff on this record. It's
3: well, funny, uh. it was modeled after Steven Tyler. We're talking about a bit from the first Never I
0: laughed like, Shim, Shim, It's like, Come on, man.
3: I liked it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
3: I probably would have liked sure. it. Well, I don't know. Is, is that a question? I mean, if the yeah, question was... Yeah, what I'm just
2: saying is that was going into making a second record. Was that the idea to kind of just do what you do, right? Yeah. I mean, w- uh, you know,
3: when this first came out, everybody was like, oh, it's a super... You know, the, writing it off as some super group. One and, and done. done. One, off, one yeah. and done. And, right. But our intention all along was to be a real band and, 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 you know, do this for as long as we can. It was never supposed to be a one-off thing. It was always... And we treat... it. And I've seen a lot of reviews for the new album, people saying, wow it actually sounds like a new album from a from a real band. Yeah. It doesn't sound like something that was just put together with five guys. We got and, them full. cash grab. It's a, it's a real band.
2: Derek, yeah. for you uh, or for the audience if you can, for those that are not aware of Sons of Apollo, of course now you know all the guys in it, but the origins of this band. Of course, you and Mike had history in dream theater together. Yeah. And and you guys were the origins of how this thing was pulled together originally, right? So right. it came together. Tell that story.
0: Well, I mean, we played together those in the early 90s, and then I was out of the band, and then we reconnected. What year for
3: PSMS? Uh, 2011, right after I left Dream Theater.
0: Yeah, Mike, start, he was going to do a drum event at NAMM, and so he re- he called me up and Tony McAlpine and Billy and said, hey, would you guys want to do some instrumental stuff? So we started, we did the show, and people were, like, freaking out with the four of us together. And I said, Mike, I go, this is too good to not just, to just do NAMM shows. So we booked a little tour not not a little tour. We actually booked hmm. like uh, full uh, Europe, in, full Southeast yeah. Asia, Southeast yeah. Asia. We did some dates. I mean, we did. We went out and played, and with and no crew, no. no. It was very cowboy style. It's like <laughs> us <laughs> schlepping the merch like through the uh, the hotels. It was pretty. Uh, and this was with
2: Tony McAlpine, yeah, right. and, with, and all Who's all opening yeah. for you all on this tour coming yeah. on? Mm-hmm.
0: That's right, with Tony McAlpine on guitar, and so we went and played. And I said, Mike, and we we had fun. I go, dude. Come on, we got to go out there and 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 go do this. And goes, oh yeah, I'm doing all these bands. he goes, when time is right or whatever. So every uh, Nap show, I would I would every year I would send a picture to Mike of Dream Theater at the Grammys and their tuxedos. <laughs> I go, whenever you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> and I would just keep taunting him and taunting him. Then finally, he just goes, all right, Derek, are you ready? I go, let's fucking do it. Let's go. Uh,
2: and now you're doing it with the second record that's out right now, and uh, you guys have. And obviously, we, I go, but we we obviously brought
3: Jeff in and, and Bumblefoot in as well. Right, so,
2: so right. So, where did Tony McAlpine... Tony got sick. So, was that part of Tony... No,
0: not at all. Tony, we love Tony and we love playing with him. But when it came time to adding vocals and looking at, at what we were going to do with this, uh, Bumblefoot and Mike felt very strong. And after, like, watching Ron, it was like he was very clear he belonged with us. I mean, we, us.
3: we love Tony but but you know Bumblefoot's a rock star this band needed oh, a, a real shit. rock star and and somebody that just like you know a hard rock pedigree y- yeah i mean yeah. you know and we I love, love Tony pedigree. and we, no, they, they, it's going to be great having him on tour for, with us for the humor but the PSMS thing was more fusion instrumental
2: oriented and you mike you were telling me that you're that some of the seeds of this working with Bumble which was actually sewn with my
3: your thirtieth anniversary party, which
2: was yeah, cause
3: that was uh, the, the three winery. Of us. Do- the winery dogs were the house band, but uh, the, no, the we winery were the dogs house played band. right. But then the house band for all of your guests and everything was me, Billy, and Bumblefoot. Just
2: seven years ago already. Yeah, yeah.
3: just yeah. crazy. That was the first. I mean, but then we played before that. Yeah, we we me you and Billy, oh no, it was after it. When me we you did, and Billy did played at NAM a few years we've before done those that. NAM jams. Oh.
4: We all have connections. We did Prognation at Sea together. We all played together on that. Right. Uh, the four of us. Uh, you were missed, Jeff. Yeah. And, we missed I uh, miss all the fun. Let's see. Uh, when you produced Madame Mayhem's record, I laid
5: Yeah, you came a great solo. Uh,
4: your son's first record yeah. played on that. We did Metal Allegiance together. Exactly. So, like, we've all... We've done things together. Yeah.
2: We've done things. all. We'll, you know, things, things. For you, what was the coming into this it was the for you timing wise with because you're all over the place too man you do your own thing you play your own shows you you, are you still doing asia are you still in asia
4: Um, yeah it's the kind of thing where uh we're not gonna write songs together or do anything like that we're just gonna go
3: out and and just
5: play the hits yeah exactly you should know ron is
3: singing for asia i mean playing guitar as well but he's the lead Lead singer singer. pretty impressive pretty awesome Yeah. yeah it was fun to watch
2: Ah, uh, thank you. How how did you how did you find your way in into being the singer in Asia?
4: <laughs> so that, yeah, oh, see great. John Whitten passed. Well, well, yeah. It's it started. There was this band called Platinum Rock All Stars that that uh, Carl Palmer's manager put together, and it was Carmine on drums. It was Rudy Sarzo on bass. Uh, Jeff Downs was on keys, and he's you know the founding member of Asia, and he's in yes, and. Uh, Phil Narrow, your singer, in from Dallas, Dallas yeah. Yeah, was on vocals, and me and Gene Cornish from The Rascals. Oh, I
5: wow, love Gene. He's wow. wild. Such a people. great guy. Yeah,
4: great And we, yeah, it was a blast. So we did a couple of shows together and everything. And after that, uh, they asked if I would play guitar in Asia, and it was right, that was going to be 2017 when Sons of Apollo was just getting off the ground and getting revved up and doing everything. So I told them no, like I'm busy with you know other things and then in 2019 we were all doing our own stuff uh and just working on you know just getting ideas ready for this new album and uh, someone was free they said hey you want to play guitar and it was like sure let's do it um uh, they told me about the tour coming up it's like yes is headlining Asia's direct support uh John Lodge Moody Blues is playing and the whole night opens with Carl Palmer's ELP Legacy Band and I was supposed and, to play in that that's yeah, right <laughs>
2: Is that right? Wow.
4: Yeah. So I was like, sure. I was going to roadie for that one. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, but then they had a singer for Asia and the guy, turns out he wasn't going to be able to do it. So, so the guy's were like, Bumble, you could do this. Why don't you do it? So. There you were. How many gigs have you done so far? With them, we did a whole summer. I think it was 28 gigs, I think.
2: So you're still going to do it? I mean, when when it fits with your schedule. Yeah, if
4: we do something, uh, any kind of run this year, and it it fits in, you know, the juggling act and all the pieces fall into place, uh, yeah.
2: Jeff, for you coming into this band, you were the guy that, that as Mike said, and Derek said before, the, the the sort of seeds of this band didn't even have a singer. Right. So then they reach out to you. You, of course, have other things you do as well. You know, Soto and the other Trans-Siberian, Trans-Siberian Orchestra yeah. and all these things you got going on. So why was this the right thing for you to, to jump in on at this time?
1: In 2016, Soto opened for Winery Dogs in South America, and I would see, I would like, Look over my shoulder to see Mike on the side of the stage watching the band, thinking, "Ah, oh, he, he digs the band." Of course, he was also friends with David Z, who was my bass player at the time. And I just thought Mike was just enjoying a few songs. I didn't realize he was actually checking me out, not in that way. Scouting, scouting. scouting for you. So uh, I get a an, a text from Mike on my birthday that year, November two thousand sixteen. He said, "Happy birthday! I'm going to call you in a few days to tell you what your birthday present is." <laughs> and I thought, it, I was like, "Wow, Portno's going to he's going to send me one of his old Tama kits," and, you know that he's. <laughs> And him, yeah. And um, I'm sure he, you can. Now you wish that that <laughs> was the case. right? <laughs> so he called me up and he, he explained exactly that, uh, that he was the early stages where a PSMS wanted to do an, another record and they wanted to put vocals on it. And I was the guy without any auditioning, without any. He, he just said, you're the guy if you so choose to accept. And without hesitation, I said, yes, because I've always wanted to work with Mike. I've always wanted to work with Billy. I've known Billy 30-some-odd years now, and the opportunity to work with these guys was was a Mm no-brainer. So before I even knew what the music would sound like or before it even evolved into Sons of Apollo, I said an absolute yes.
2: And Billy, for you, of course, you and Mike were doing the Winery Dogs together. You guys have done... A ton of stuff obviously a yeah. ton of different bands what was the i'm trying to think about this what was the very first time you played with portnoy what was the, the very rush, first thing
0: the rush tribute
5: album we did on uh shrapnel records
3: 95 <laughs> i think yeah yeah yep
5: wow that that's a long time ago. yeah yeah we, we just uh i think we did two or three songs
3: five or six actually oh, okay but that was the first time we played together yeah. but I, I had been seeing billy with Talos since i was a sure. teenager
5: yeah, I posted the photo of Mike wearing his talus shirt. The first dreams. The very
3: first photo know. of myself, John Petrucci, and John Young. I'm wearing a Talis shirt.
2: Now, wait a minute. <laughs> going back to Talis a second. Didn't Talis... I was going to so say that. So opened for Ingve because I was at that With show. the Jeff singing. I was there, too. Yeah,
1: was there too. It's and crazy. David Lee Roth was there, too. Yeah, Getting ready to...
2: So, wait. David Lee Roth was at <laughs> that scouting show you. scouting <laughs> Billy for the DLR band, for the Eat and Smile the Cornucopia.
1: band. Cornucopia.
2: <laughs> and did you guys... Uh, Jeff and Billy, did you guys connect on on the on that we, night, we or did you know each friends, other before? Absolutely. Yeah, we well, even a... back then, you guys knew each other.
1: Well, yeah. we, that was the first we'd met, but yeah, I oh, was friends then. with with Johnny Angel and Phil Narrow and yeah. Mark Miller. We were all everybody was all tight with Talis. Yeah. You know, we were all hanging out
2: days we're, off we're, and the
1: whole thing. A Great time on that tour It was amazing.
2: Yeah. So, so bringing that all full circle, you just announced the other day that you've got uh, you're going to do a new Talis yeah. record. Yes.
5: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Metal Blade's going to do a deal with us, and we're all set to go. Mark Miller's going to play drums, Phil Narrow on vocals, me on bass. We're going to try and bring as many of the guitar players in, Johnny Angel and Mitch Perry, nice. along with the gentleman, Kiri we're using uh, now on the for the live shows. Uh, last summer, we opened up for Cheap Trick and had an amazing night in Rochester together. We've done a bunch of live shows. I did the Iridium in New York City uh, yeah. last year. So.
3: Can I ask a question? I haven't even asked you this. Sure. So are you going to do all those old Talos songs that never got put out, like Power to Break Away yeah. and had, well, some of them nice. you ended up using with Mr. Big, but yeah. there's a whole, I have like bootlegs of that Talis lineup, which was my favorite lineup. Mark Miller's just one of my favorite drummers. Oh, he's, but there he, was all he, these he, great songs that they never recorded. So you're
5: that's gonna the idea. Some... We're going to record all those things that we never got awesome. to. And, uh, Mark Miller is playing as good or better than ever. He's so great. and hasn't changed a yeah, bit. I love him. So he's great.
0: If I could share a, a fanboy moment, my very first rock concert I ever went to was Van Halen, 1980, Women and Children First to Oakland Coliseum. Tallis was the opening band Billy Sheehan to oh, wow. so the very first yeah. rock concert and then when I went to uh when I got my scholarship to Berkeley College of Music in <laughs> uh in 83 Ingve was like the hugest thing 84 I'm sorry 83 84 and Ingve was like the the hugest thing every kid in school was like into it, Jeff Scott Soto, singer.
3: And Dream Dream Theater's very first live show ever. We were called Majesty oh back God. then in eighty six. The very run. first song we ever played live on stage together was I'll see the light tonight. And also in that set was The Farendal by Talus.
2: <laughs> Jeff, just so, how old are you, Jeff?
3: Just, <laughs> you're everybody's first. I just turned eighty
4: two.
2: I know, it I know. sounds that way. I just so turned fifty four. So, you know, so we all
4: have a Talus story. Yeah. We all so have a Talis story. Um Good friend of mine, Frankie Italiano, great bass player, wonderful guy. His older brother Sal, who played in Cities with AJ, with AJ, but he's yeah. in uh, Anvil now, is mm-hmm. he? Yeah, yeah, he was doing Anvil. I don't know, if, is he still in Anvil? And, uh, and, but
3: and he plays bass in that Maiden thing, Maiden tribute band as well, right? Oh, Frankie uh, I think or Sal. Sal, I think. Not, sure. Anyway, but yeah, so I digest.
4: used to <laughs> <I> digest. <laughs> digest the Panda Express. <laughs> uh, so Sal used to cut my hair and. I would go to this place called Rock and Roll Heaven on weekends. Oh, I went there. Yeah. yeah, and who ran it? John and Marsha. Yeah. Yeah,
2: so yeah. 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 it's
4: yeah. Uh So between Sal and John and Marsha, as a young kid, I would always get turned on to all this great new metal coming out. I remember... Uh, in fact, John and Marshall were the ones that, that gave me my first copy. Just like you got to check this band out. They just put out this album, Metal on Metal, uh, Metal on Metal is what I crave. Of course, yeah. and uh, Angel Witch and like all this great stuff. Uh, I would get all my my like Australian imports, AC/DC and everything there. And Sal, he's like, you got to check this band out, Talis. And I was a kid, and when I heard Nv4. I just spent days dropping the needle and just <laughs> learning it on guitar and everything. you know it better than I do now.
2: Really, <laughs> does it make you, like, and, all this talus love from other musicians and these the opportunities you had so early on, it must be head-scratching that the band didn't really break, you, you know, well, th- well, I, we, outside of the Buffalo, you know, area, of course. I know you guys were huge up there, but. we, uh, Well, just
5: as the band was catching uh, a little bit of heat, uh, that's when I got the call from Dave and, and I always said I would never leave my band unless uh, Van Halen called me and asked me to join. And I said, it was David Lee Roth. go, close enough.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say this, and this is me saying it right now. I think there's a lot of people that wish that Billy got a call from Dave along with, uh, you know, Steve Vai and Greg bissonette right now. Because yeah. it would be awesome yeah. to see that. Yeah, yeah. No, a, your phone didn't ring for this one, huh? Well, that's we're we're another, glad.
5: That's a, that's a heartbreaking story, ain't it?
2: But you did. Nobody got a call, obviously. No, no. So it's not like somebody got a call and said, "No, I don't want to do this." You, it, no, we didn't. The uh, phone didn't ring. The
5: boss uh, is doing his own thing.
2: Hopefully, uh, there's time. Maybe. I mean, we'll see. Who knows? But, some things, but I, to, some things are best left.
0: Some things are best left to memory. Yeah, that's true. Too. <laughs> but my definite, my fanboy moment. Was gonna go there. when they did the, the tour last year.
4: Having come out and do a couple of songs and getting to play "Shy Boy" with you yeah. and, and all the other ones
2: and, and yeah, everything,
5: Ron was kind enough to come out. We were, were our ticket sales were a little low in New York City,
2: Can you so you me out. On, they got lower. Hey, let's get
4: bumble for <laughs> that. <laughs>
2: You, you brought in Bumblefoot and people started returning the ones that bought them already. You motherfuckers. <laughs> we, we sold four this more This the tickets. guy with the toilet four. paper website. We don't want to go see him play guitar. So this is a lunatic over here.
4: tpfail.com. Check it out. Hey,
2: we got to take a break. We should come back and talk a little bit about Sons of Apollo before we run out of time. We talked about everything else from toilet paper to uh, other bands. Toilet paper to Talus. Right? That's, thought... That's maybe the name of the record, Billy.
0: <laughs> I always thought it would be good. Talus with opening act stevie
3: salas tell us and salas yeah that would work another good one but rolling Talas. stones and sticks the sticks and stones would be a natural yeah, tour yeah. too.
2: Oh. all right let's go to break we'll come back we've got about a half an hour left to go on the show so let's talk a little bit about sons of apollo the record the tour that's coming up the new album 2020 is in stores now the tour starts on thursday tony mcalpine does open so there's that's cool as well we'll be right back with more of my conversation with sons of apollo after this This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Hey, if you are a Survivor fan, then you got to check out Rob has a podcast hosted by Survivor competitor Rob Sesternino. Every week he'll be recapping the upcoming season of Survivor so you don't miss any of the action. Plus, Rob is celebrating his 10th year of podcasting, so you know he's a total pro. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Podcast One, and many of your favorite podcast listening apps. This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Let's get back to more of my conversation with Sons of Apollo on the Eddie Trunk Podcast. So tell me when the tour starts (laughs) Thursday. Give the rundown on the dates. You you start in, is it Sacramento? Sacramento, yeah. Sacramento. We have four
3: California shows. Sacramento, Pomona, Hollywood, and San Francisco. Francisco. And then we start heading east. and uh, Salt Lake City, 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 Denver. Denver. Chicago. uh,
4: Battle Creek. uh, Two in in,
1: uh, Canada.
4: Toronto, Montreal. And then we come down to Boston, New York uh jim thorpe new jersey yeah, yeah. and then bergen jersey. pack yeah. jersey and Eagle, the, there's Eagle the Eagle
2: website goes. just sonsofapollo.com yeah, yeah. so yeah. people listening wherever you're listening if you want to find out if there's a date near you go to sonsofapollo.com and so, any of
1: our personal socials of course to,
2: yeah. yeah so so <laughs> going into this now first album came out and you toured for it and of course it's one record so you filled it out by doing some other stuff uh, whether it be a dream theater song or some covers. The the cover set was unbelievable that you did at the show that came out on D V D. So now you got two albums of material to play, including a song on this new record that's about seventeen minutes long. I don't know if you're gonna do that live. Yep.
4: The ballad. But yeah. but but We're uh, doing everything. We'll, we'll <laughs> so what up. are you gonna
2: do? Are you gonna just play you gonna All play sons. the two both records? You're gonna play yep. them in full? Uh almost.
3: Uh we'll we'll do the whole new album. Uh, one song may come and go from show to show, and then almost the whole first album. So all Sons of Apollo show. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
2: So now going forward, no covers anymore. No, there's the no set. need.
3: I mean, it was really only just to fill out the set last time around. Now, now we have with two albums, we're grown men now.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, every band's
3: <laughs> so, done. I mean, I'm sure
1: Mr. Big did it. Winery Dogs did it. Yeah, yeah, flying Covers are fun, though. Covers know, are fun. I was going to so
4: say you, got you guys to put a lot play into the doing things, them. You know, it, a lot of times when a band does a cover, it gives you a sense of what inspired them. And that's kind of cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean the f- li-
3: first time around we were doing Van H- a lot of Van Halen stuff, uh, a lot of Queen references. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, which
2: which we found out. So you guys put out that DVD of that show. Where was that in Greece or Bulgaria? No, Bulgaria. Bulgaria, right? Close. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's it's shot brilliantly. It sounds great. You guys play great. That you've got that whole. It's a great package. You've got the DVD, the Blu-ray, you've the CD audio, everything. Mike chose all the songs. So mm-hmm. so, but here's what's great. And meant, I was joking with Mike about this the other day. The one biggest takeaway from me, because I already knew you guys were great musicians and I knew the songs and all yada, yada, yada. The biggest reveal for me in that whole concert, Jeff, is that people in Bulgaria don't know Van Halen songs. <laughs> <laughs> we learned that the hard because way. Because you're in the audience singing in the cradle will rock and you're sticking they're the mic good. in their face and they're like frozen up.
1: The best part is I like- didn't even think that we were filming. Out. Oh, you don't know this one. I say it on the you mic. You actually say it on the
2: like, You don't know it, and you walk away. It's hysterical. And I had always heard that Van Halen is way more of an American sure. thing and not really that revered outside of the U.S. But man, was I was just like, you're out there with your dick swinging in the wind, man, because you're trying to get you're trying to get people to sing Van Halen songs. You're running. Jeff is literally running through. The the venue going up to people. He's in the audience at I this find point, no I remember, and he I couldn't find one person that knew "And the Cradle Will Rock."
1: I was and more worried about falling. Rock. I have a size fourteen foot, and the steps. It's an old archaeological whatever, ancient Rome. Yeah, it, they haven't yeah. fixed the steps. Very the small small steps are back literally back. <laughs> like maybe four or five inches. So I'm like, just I knew I was going to eat shit. I knew I knew something was going to happen. So I had to be more uh, cognizant of that than actually finding somebody who knows the song.
2: Did you know in advance that you were going to go and do an audience oh, participation yeah. in the crowd that was planned? They told our tour oh, manager
1: told me not to be, based on how steep it was and how I said and how oh, few
2: people knew Van Halen in yeah. Bulgaria. I was <laughs> spilling <laughs> beer all over everybody, it
1: didn't matter. And
3: you found your wife, wife and gave her a kiss right in the middle of it all. <laughs> That's, That's right. awesome. awesome. that right it. she's yeah. in
2: the she was in the audience.
3: Uh, her and her mom were
1: there and uh, I have a lot of friends out in Bulgaria because uh, I married to a Bulgarian woman and uh, and so yeah, it's it was Kind of a hometown fo- kind of hometown show for me,
3: in a, in a sense.
2: Wow. It's really cool. I know it's early going with this band, but what would you each say would be the, has has been the highlight so far? A moment or a show? Or is it...
3: For me, it was that particular show, actually. That I'm so glad we caught it on uh, DVD, because it was just one of those nights where all the stars were aligned. It was yeah. a beautiful venue. Uh, we were playing with an orchestra and a choir. We were doing this really cool cover set. So, yeah, for me, that, I, that show was not only... The highlight of this band, one of the highlights of my career, actually. For
0: wow, sure. wow, yeah, it was a great show! Yeah, same, I can't really add more. I think to it goes the
3: same way for all of us. I like the catering in Toronto,
4: <laughs> <laughs> it was, really that was
2: quite nice. You yeah. like the toilet paper in Cleveland,
5: yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's What's... plenty of Tim Hortons, also. Yeah, yeah, good coffee.
2: So, uh, so that's the plan going out, and the dates are out there on sons of And
0: VIP packages also available, okay. For anyone that's interested in the those, intimate, Shameless those now those
4: VIPs no for real like I think you know there's it's not just we're not just doing that that assembly line how you doing sign a thing get the hell out of here like we VIPs did last get year. a bad rap well yeah and you know what it's fans deserve more they deserve Absolutely. an experience and we thought about it for this tour I was like what more can we do to to give them something that they can remember something exactly. special make it so, worth their yeah pocket. so now we're gonna play songs that we're not playing in the show for them. We'll do a Q&A. Like It's going to be more of like a hang.
2: Oh, so like yeah. a whole pre-show yeah. Thing yeah. sort of like thing. a ex-
3: Like private performance, pretty much.
2: An yeah. Apollonian
0: experience.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, that's great yeah. because, you know, they're, the, the whole VIP package deals are huge deals now. Everybody's doing them. Most people are doing them. And I get a lot of calls from the audience here that'll tell me, that and I and I'm not surprised that they're basically, especially the bigger bands. It's like cattle. You're moved through yeah. fist bump if you're lucky, and go to our and website, download the picture, and thanks for your thousand dollars. Well, you a know a what, Ed? I don't
0: want to. I'm sorry. I don't mean want to stir things up because that's sure really not my style. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but but a lot <laughs> of
0: people like to give Kiss a lot of flack, saying you know they were the first to pioneer the meet and greets. And everyone's saying that's greedy. How can you do that to the fans? And blah 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 blah. Isn't it amazing? How a year later, not only does every rock band do it, but country bands, hip-hop artists, they set the standard for the thing. So I want to thank Gene and Paul for paving the way for us <laughs> for, you to, to uh, for to all, all BIP these BIP? bands to have, and, and have this format for the fans. But now the also, there's, there's a few other things
4: to consider. One is that uh, if fans value getting a more personal experience with the band, like face-to-face stuff, which they couldn't do before ever... I mean, that, that's a good thing. And if people didn't want it, they wouldn't go and they wouldn't do oh, it. I mean, and it does take, you know, you're, you're spending, the band spends money that they have to make back to, to you know, make up the special swag and all that stuff and, and all that thing. So sadly, you know, there is an economical factor to it or an economic factor. But also for a lot of smaller bands, this is the only thing that keeps them afloat. It's not easy for bands, oh yeah, to no. do what they do anymore. Well, I've said that all the time head. on the so, air. So uh, really, you know, the the bands are so grateful for the fans that come and do these VIP things because that's the only thing that keeps them surviving is the merch and VIP stuff. Yeah. So, I, you know, speaking on behalf of the whole entire yeah. damn you know and band that, world. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
2: Bands are very
4: grateful. It can and mean it the it
2: difference should... between touring and not touring absolutely. if you right? It absolutely does. Yeah. And it does. yeah, and
4: well. the thing is, um, yeah, yeah. And it's not just the money grab. It, it no, truly is. Not. It, it
2: goes full survival. Not, not at the, the level experience. this band is at, right. but being honest, at the, at there the are level some, of Kiss yeah. is at. I mean, it, the thing they is, don't need the money to tour. But yeah, no, the reason, right.
0: though, I think it needs to be said, the reason why the meet and greets became, they came out of necessity because everyone was downloading all the music and all of a sudden album sales are not an income stream anymore well, yeah, so it's like so when changed. fans i read they complain about how can it's not cool that they're charging it's like you know what we'll forego the meet and greets if if everyone pays for the record oh
2: you're paying 10 bucks a month to have any music you we'll want. we'll trade if it's we go back to seven, the old so normal yeah, fair ma- thing. Right. Then
3: there's we'll, no money nobody makes money off of the album sales uh Advances. The, advances, the concert guarantees. And you got to realize that there's overhead to go on tour. There's a lot of expenses to, right. to make a tour happen. Right. So the meet and greets are, are really a necessity for a lot of people. It's the only yeah. way you can actually tour anymore. Right, at
2: the level you guys are at. But when you get to the arena stadium, acts, that's more of a, hey, we're going to make a more idea, money. You know we're what? Gonna, if, if, when I was a wrong kid. with it. I have no problem with but it. Now, I'm just saying a few it, other that's what it's about.
4: add is that sometimes the meet and greet is the only chance a band has to meet their fans. Because your schedule is so regimented and you're you're just getting in in the morning, you're doing everything, you're doing yeah. your press, and, you're doing the... This, but on that, the other that, side... And then you roll out, it is the only
3: chance that you get to for say hi. the fans, hi. if I was... When I was a kid, if I had the opportunity to, to meet Rush or meet Kiss or, you know... Th- that they never have some existed. Some deep pockets. Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: <laughs> but there's just no takes time. If
2: you'd find the way to do it. Yeah, I would have yeah. found
0: a way to meet Eddie Van Halen at. Well, we used somehow. to do. It.
2: God, growing up in the New York, New Jersey area where I still live. I mean, we used to find ways to do it by finding out. What hotel they were at, right. or hang out on Forty Eighth Street, and oh, they're going to go into Manny's, and we're mm-hmm. going to wait outside. So people always, yeah. throughout history, yeah. you found ways. Now it's structured and monetized, right? That's but that at the time,
0: Ed, though, when you were a kid, whatever your favorite, like Van and if you had the opportunity to spend two fifty or five hundred or whatever it was to have not only just to hang outside of Manny's in- and see oh, that's at photo, Van Hill but and, yeah, to have yeah. do a photo, be able to have a couple yeah. conversations, yeah. watch a sound check. I mean, I would have jumped all over that. It is a
4: mutual time that everybody is in agreement that we get to just not do anything else. This is our time to meet each other. Like that's what that is. Well, that's,
2: you're handling it and going yeah. about it the right way, and which just, is what's the way the way to do
4: it. The One thing is like that assembly line shit. Not cool. Like the fans should never feel like they're a burden. Yeah. Like like they're a pain in the ass and infringing on the band's
2: time. But that's the huge majority of them. If we're and being honest, they yeah, really are. Not, so that's, that's why, why we're great doing that you're something doing different. It like that. Yeah. 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 So go to sonsofapollo.com. Cool. You can learn about the VIPs. You can learn about the dates. The album 2020 is out now. You can pick it up wherever you get your music. There's yes. all the musicianship you want and all the cool playing, but it always comes back to melody and a song and a hook. You got it. And Billy's shaking his head, yeah, because that's important, right?
5: I do clinics. and tell uh, young players, you know, if you want to be successful in music, get in a band, first of all. Don't sit in your bedroom and make YouTube videos. Get in a band with songs, and yeah. get in a band with songs that you sing, and it's it's never failed anyone. Paul McCartney worked out for him, I yeah.
3: guess.
2: Yeah, there's so many there's so many times you see these amazing musicians and these amazing players and and these really really young people like you know, and I'm just like that's all great. But But, learn the craft of writing great songs. That's the real intangible. I think it really is.
5: I couldn't agree more.
2: Speaking of great songs, there is a the current single and video from the Sons of Apollo album, which is called Desolate July, is a uh, a beautiful tribute to a guy we were all friends with and that tragically died in a an accident uh, on the road. Of course, Jeff, you were in Trans Trans Siberian Orchestra. He was in the other touring version of it. Band, yeah. yeah, but we're talking about David so, Z, who I knew and met back with his brother in a band called ZO2. When I first met him, when I first met him, they were doing a Kiss tribute, and then became ZO2. And then those guys are all very talented. Went on to do other things. I remember very clearly hanging with David on one of the Monsters of Rock cruises. And him telling me that he was about to play in Adrenaline Mob and was really excited about it. And, of course, that's the band he was on tour with when that their vehicle was struck and he was tragically killed. But I thought it was really, really touching and, and very, very classy for you guys to have dedicated a song. And the video, which I urge everybody to check out, which is out there right now, with images of him and really a, a nice tribute. Who Whose idea was that? I mean, I know you guys all knew him. I, I believe you all knew him. But how did that?
1: Well, two things about that, Since we're before we move on. Obviously, Mike knew David very well. He actually knew him before I knew him and knew him a lot longer. So uh, he had that relationship already with David. But um, as far as, I mean, the video is concerned and, and the song itself, when I first heard the piece of music, it, it sounded so haunting. It sounded... It, it, basically took me there. I, I heard the entire song finally when I was in lyric writing mode. And Derek and I had already sat together and came up with the, the bulk of the melodies and everything. But um, lyrically, it just kind of came to me. It, it I don't know. It Sometimes I have to think about them. Sometimes I'm in the mind funk and trying to come up with words. But this one just came to me based on how haunting the song itself sounded. And even the, the church bells in the beginning kind of sound like a funeral procession. It, it just it seemed like the obvious thing to do and I wanted a platform that everybody in this band who knew David could actually pay respects to him and tribute to him because he was such a great person.
2: Wonderful, wonderful guy and I thought it was so nice that you did that and you know I saw his brother the other day at the jam and um, yeah. uh, Paulie and we were talking a little bit and I said I'm assuming you saw and heard that and he said I'm so honored and grateful that those guys did that he said because I still haven't dealt with it yeah. and wow. to see somebody else come out and deal with it is going to help me sure sort of heal and take that that next step so i thought that was really an amazing thing one of the many amazing moments on the new sons of apollo album 2020 which is out there right now so let's go around the horn we got about four or five minutes before we have to end right to the second so starting with you mike anything else you want to mention anything you want to plug anything you want to say whether it's this band or anything else you have coming out i know a bumblefoot's got a hot sauce he's just <laughs> dying to plug and we're going to get to you in a second
4: I got sauce for
2: you. He's got sauce. He's you has got want toilet sauce? Pa- I got sauce. You know what? The sauce and toilet paper thing work well together. One leads <laughs> oh, really to about it, There's a tie in there, But There's no toilet
3: paper <laughs> to handle his sauce.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Mike, anything else coming up that you want to mention? Uh,
3: well, obviously, right now, the focus for all of us, but myself included, is Sons of Apollo, the new album, the, the touring that we're about to do, America, Europe, South America. Beyond that, uh, I have a live Flying Colors release that'll be out this year, a live Neil band release that's coming out. Uh, I just did a covers album with, with Bobby Blitz and Phil Demo and Mark Mengi. Um, also I'm working on a new transatlantic album as well. And then I have one other, other cool album that's, uh, coming out that hasn't been announced yet, but yeah, uh,
2: a lot of a shocking lot of- Mike has 75 things coming up <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be on the cruise to the edge with yeah, the flying I'll be, colors.
3: I'll be on there with, with flying colors. Yep. Yeah.
2: All right, cool. Derek, what else?
0: Right now, total Sons of Apollo mode, but as soon as we finish this tour, uh, I signed a new solo deal with Sony for an instrumental record. Nice. That's going to be with, uh, co-written and produced with Simon Phillips on drums. Wow. Um, Joe Bonamassa, guest star Kiko from Megadeth, Zach Wilde's going to play on a track. Hopefully, Mr. Billy Sheehan will join us on the track with Zach. And then a couple other... Uh, guest stars that I'll reveal later, but it's going to. be... I won't be singing on very, it. Very, very exciting. <laughs> I wasn't invited.
2: <laughs> well, can you instrumental? Can you, instrumental. Derek Shrinian... Uh, well, uh, one song
0: one. with vocals with Joe Bonamassa singing?
2: Can you, Derek Shrinian, a man that has some history with this guy? Can you be the one that brings John Sykes back to the world? Can you? I have do tried. It? And we've all tried. We've you all know, tried. I've
0: loved John, and and we connected like when when I did that tour, the Blue Murder tour in Japan, and every year Bad I check in with great him. Record. Out of uh, I know you love you love, love that, that record, record. yeah. But I love John, and I think he's a fantastic—I mean, a super talent. And every year I call him just to check in and go, what's up, man? Well, do you want to do something? In fact, when Joe Bonamassa left Black Country Communion, Jason and Glenn and I are going, well, what are we going to do? We can't just have some some, uh, ham and egger come in. We need to have a name guy to fill this void Sykes would have been and the first first person was I go we got to get Sykes in here and both Glenn and Jason go, oh no we know John and you know it's John is John and this I go let me try and, and work this deal so I call John I go John here's the thing we got this you could step right in we renamed the band and we could fucking take off and, and he'll go, oh, I just don't want to join someone else's God. band. Oh, God. And I'm all, John, it'll be a fresh thing, and this is the fucking lineup. I go, we could fucking take over the role. He's out. Oh, I don't know. I'm doing my solo
2: record, and
0: uh, I'm all, the rest. He's like, oh, you've been doing 90, that for the last two presidential uh, terms. Let's I got do a 90
2: fucking... seconds. Bumble, you got a new hot sauce coming?
4: BumblefootHotSauce.com. There you yeah. go. Bumblefucked. Be and, careful. And uh, Award winning gourmet premium hot sauces. They will be on tour with Sons of Apollo. Gave, and gave my daughter a nosebleed. Yes. <laughs> That's it's a true. endorsement. It's true. A- the <laughs> fucked. The hottest one is called Bumblefucked. <laughs> and great. it's so hot, it it caused his family to well, bleed awesome. out. Yes. What an endorsement. Yeah, Jeff? Just
1: finished vocals on my next solo record, Uh, coming on Frontiers Records. I'm going to be doing another wet record with Frontiers Records uh, sometime in between the tours. And it's a Sons of Apollo year in between all that. And Billy? Sons of Apollo
5: and a new Talos record.
2: You're going to start working on that soon, huh? Yes, sir. Very, very soon. Very, very cool. Well, thanks to the guys in Sons of Apollo for coming in. You know, my radio show Pacific Time Live starts at 11 a.m., which for many people, including myself, as ridiculous as it sounds, is kind of early. So good to have those guys come in and brave the L.A. traffic and join me in the studio. Check out the new album, 2020, out there right now as they continue to tour around the world in support of it as well. And remember, follow me on social media at Eddie trunk for all the updates on Twitter, where I am most active. Also put a fair amount up there on Instagram. I don't do too much on Facebook, but there is a fan page I post on occasionally and be sure, be sure to check out Eddie on the homepage or all my appearances. Thanks to Katie Arizari. She's the producer of the Eddie Trunk Podcast, and I'll see you next Thursday for another all-new episode, Podcast One, Apple Podcast, or now via Spotify. Be sure to check it out and listen and subscribe, and thank you for doing so. Have a great week. <laughs>